we, we need the spirit to lead us. Sometimes all the, the numbers don't add up. And it's it's this this going, okay, God, I have to trust you. I have to put my faith in you. And yet there's this balance of wisdom of, I know like Solomon had incredible wisdom. And it's like, God, would you give me the wisdom? Would you, how would I, how would I act in wisdom, be led by your spirit? Welcome to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast, Resurgence Initiatives Podcast. Our heart is to see a movement of leaders released in all spheres of society and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Never before has there been such a need for good leadership. We're on a journey to be equipped, encouraged, and empowered. Join our conversations as we talk spirit-empowered leadership and see God's kingdom at work through God's people everywhere they go. We want to welcome you to the Spirit-Empowered Leader. And my name is Travis Salonia. And I'm Donovan Beyer. And uh, we're really excited to launch the first episode of of this podcast in its first season at its infancy and uh, excited that you would join us today and on this journey uh, of spirit-empowered leadership. And both of us work for a ministry called Resurgence Initiatives based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Yay, Canada. Tim Hortons, eh? Um, for some of you, you get that. Some of you are like, what? But anyways, we are so glad to just to, to just uh, be with you and to journey together in leadership. And one of the things that really uh, set us on this course was um, just reading in Genesis where Abraham has this moment where he has this here I am moment. And then at the end when he's ready to um, sacrifice Isaac and what God had called him to do, he says, here I am. And I, I think for each one of us, we find ourselves between the two bookends of that in leadership of, God, you've called me to do something. I don't know how to do it, but here I am. And, and then in the journey, in the three-day journey of Abraham, he, he's trying to figure it out. Okay, I got a, a, the dream that God, you gave me, and yet I got a sacrifice. How do I do this? And how? And he's journeying up, and he's, he's, he's going up this mountain, explaining it to Isaac as they go. And, and then he gets to that point where he says, here I am again. And I, I think all of us know that God's done something, said something, spoke something, put us on a journey as a leader. And yet, how, how do we get there? And if you're like me and if you're like Donovan, we, we have questions. We are journeying together. We are learning together. We are trying to grow our leadership muscle. We believe so strongly that every one of us are leaders, that there's a leader in every chair, that wherever you're listening to this podcast from today, you're a leader. And there's gold in you. And you may go, I don't know. I'm not a leader. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Listen, we want to call it forth and say you are a leader. And God has empowered you and wants to empower you by his spirit to do what he's called only you to do. You know, we all have these things that we can do. God's called you to do something unique that no one else can do. What is that? How do you get there? How do you lead others? How do others follow you? How do you lead your own life, your own marriage, your your family, um, but also maybe it's your business, maybe it's your ministry as a pastor, maybe it's your your school, wherever God has put you, maybe you're in the healthcare field, and it's like, how, how do I lead here, and how do I be a spirit-empowered leader? That That's the heart of this, isn't it, Donovan? Yeah, absolutely. When, uh, when, when we were talking about this uh, podcast and kind of dreaming about it, we realized there's a lot of podcasts out there for leadership with really good practical tools for leadership. There's a lot of amazing podcasts for people that are specifically called to church ministry and leadership in the local church. But there wasn't a lot that talked about what it looks like to be an everyday leader empowered by God's spirit that uh that that lives that out like in classrooms in in your neighborhood uh wherever you go to work in your business like travis was saying and so i'm excited to explore together some ways that we can be spirit empowered leaders in all spheres of society and that includes the local church that includes uh neighborhood and and we've got some amazing guests that we are going to be interviewing this season that uh will speak to all different spheres of society so i'm really excited about this and both Travis and I are extremely passionate about the Holy Spirit and about how Holy Spirit empowers us to live out the calling that God's placed on our life. So the intersection between the filling of the Holy Spirit and a life of leadership uh, is what we're going to be exploring. And I'm really looking forward to that. Here's what we know. God's called us to, to start with this podcast, to make a podcast 
uh, but we need your help. Would you invite some friends to, to listen, to be a part of it, to interact, to comment, to, to, to write some reviews, to, to say, hey, that's what we, that's, that's, we're tracking. We, we really need your help because um, we just fail. We're supposed to do this. And uh, the ministry that we're both part of is called Resurgence. And I'll share a little bit today. Um, Donovan's going to interview me today. And you're going to hear a little bit of my story of spirit-empowered leadership. Um, but really, our heart is to revive churches, to release leaders, and to reach people. And part of leadership releasing is this podcast, The Spirit-Empowered Leader. And so, um, but Donovan, before you ask me some questions, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to, I'm going to interrogate you. No, no, not interrogate, but, um, tell tell us us a little bit about you. Tell us those that are listening that are like, who is Donovan? Who is Travis? Who, what is this thing? Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So I'm Donovan. I was a pastor in Edmonton for about eight years at a church called McKernan Baptist Church. And uh, about a year and a half ago, I felt like God was leading me to join the ministry of resurgence. Uh, I really feel that uh, the passion of my heart is to see people come alive to the reality of Jesus and to to really know how he's called them and to live out the fullness of the calling that he has in their life. Uh, I'm married to Kirsten. We have two kids, Ava and Daniel. Uh, Ava's five and Daniel's three, so we got our hands full these days. But it's such, I, I love my family. We love doing ministry together. We love um, serving in our neighborhood. We love just being present wherever God's called us to be. And uh, just a little bit more about myself I love to read, I love to learn and grow, I love to play golf. I'm not the greatest at it, but I really enjoy it. I, I'm an Oilers fan. Go Oilers. It's a very insufferable sometimes to be an Oilers fan, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely part of, uh, part of just what I enjoy and what I, what I love to do. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. And uh, like I said, my passion is to see people come alive to know who they are in Christ and uh, see disciples of Jesus that are fully uh, formed and really using their gifts and feeling like they're in their sweet spot. And so with Resurgence, I, I just love the opportunity to do that on a citywide level in Edmonton, but also serving churches uh, from other regions and other areas has been an honor. So looking forward to how this podcast is going to play into that and uh, be a part of that calling that's on my own life. Uh, awesome. So awesome to have you on our team and to be your friend and journey with mm-hmm. you together. And again, you, you, you that are listening, hear, hear our heart in this. We're, we're trying to figure spirit-empowered leadership out together. We're on this journey together. Mm-hmm. We don't have it cornered or the market figured out. or we, we are just going, God, show us. Holy Spirit, we invite you. And so the heart of this podcast may be different than any other podcast. Here, here we, we believe that you know, if you have information, it can, it can change how you, you know, think of things. It can change what you know about things. But a revelation from God can transform your life. And so our prayer, the prayer that we prayed before we started this podcast, the reason we're doing it is we believe Holy Spirit isn't just something we can talk about, isn't just something we read in the, in the Word about, but it's something Holy Spirit is a person and comes alive um, and is able to minister to every single one of us watching this podcast, a part of this podcast. So we believe that wherever you're listening right now or you're watching us in video, that Holy Spirit can come and minister and speak and move, heal, set you free, move in your heart. And so our prayer is that as, as you're hearing guests and as we're talking about leadership, that you would be impacted, that you would walk away at, at the end of every podcast. We're, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for you. And we just believe the Spirit's going to do something to grow us in leadership in a, in a real supernatural, incredible way. And so invite you to be really open to that, to open to what Holy Spirit would do because we can talk about concepts and knowledge but there's something that there, there's something that we can catch from what Holy Spirit wants to do and so uh, as we launch this podcast today we figured one of the best ways to do that is to uh, introduce ourselves a little bit more so for this first podcast uh, I have the honor of introducing Travis and just letting him share some of his story some of the passions of his heart and even what he thinks of when we talk about this whole idea of spirit empowered leadership so yeah, Travis, why don't you just tell us, kind of like I did in general general terms, tell us a little bit about yourself, your passions, your family, and uh, and then we'll get into a little, more, little bit more of your story. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Edmonton. I was short when I was growing up. I was a little, little Travi. I was 
the shortest kid in my high school, in my junior high. Um, I was went through a season where I was bullied. Um, went went through a season where I was at a youth conference when I was 14, and I and I just the the speaker said, "Hey, uh, you need to reach your school." And I remember going to the front, and he gave me a binder and said, "Hey, you you can start a, a campus ministry in your school." And so I started that. Didn't know what I was doing. Ha- had my youth pastor help me. We started, you know, gathering some people um, in high school. We did a high school assembly at my high school of 2,000 people and. And um, 400 people remarkably showed up. And I remember um, Donovan being in the locker room, in the locker room of Harry Ainley High School. And uh, that's where you went to high school as well. And, um, and, and just being there and smelling the smell of the boys' locker room. Um, and, you know, they say some people have butterflies in their stomach. I had hawks that night because I was in that locker room. And my youth pastor said, Travis, you're going to share your testimony. <laughs> And I said, well, there's 400 of people from my school. I don't have a testimony. I didn't do drugs. I'm not into prostitution. I'm not into, you know, gangs. I'm not into all the stuff that all the people with the cool testimonies have. And But I got out there and I talked about being bullied. I talked about um, uh, some stuff that I went through. And 18 of my class members said yes to Jesus that night. And I and I knew at that age that God was calling me to something, but sometimes uh, we just we don't know what that is. And I remember I graduated uh, high school and went into a, a computer engineering degree at the University of Alberta. And in the middle of that, I was serving in a in a local church and just so believe in the local church and young adult ministry and youth ministry and just wherever I could serve, I was doing sound at the back. And I remember doing sound at a camp. I had gone, we gone to minister at a camp and I was at the back doing sound. And one night the Holy Spirit was moving in an undeniable way. Like there were people and young kids getting set free, set free, demonic stuff being, people were being healed, people were being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but all I know is I want to watch this. And I remember I moved from the back of the room all the way to the front of the room and I sat on the front row and I just said, God, I want to watch this the rest of my life. And for me, to be honest, that was my call to ministry. Some people say, well, when did you feel this calling? That that was a calling for me where I just said, I want to be on the, the front row watching other people step into their destiny, watching other people get healed and touched and, and empowered by the Spirit. And I, and I think Spirit-empowered leadership really probably was formed in those moments, in, in the moments of leading in high school, but also in the moments for me of just watching on the front row. Um, because my desire was never to speak or to be on a stage. It was to go, how, how, do, I, how do I watch God what you're doing? How do I witness what you're going to do? And so from then on, I, I finished my degree in engineering, uh, worked for an oil company for a few years, was on, on route to being even, even uh, uh, move up into a leadership position with the oil company and, and rode to vice president and all these amazing things. And during that, I felt God's voice speaking. And I, I don't know about you, but sometimes we don't know, God, is that you speaking? The devil, is that you speaking? Or is it the cheese pizza I ate last night, you know? <laughs> and it's like, how, how do you know his voice? And I was trying to discern that. And I remember through a few months, I just, I felt his voice saying to quit my job. And so I quit my engineering job. Again, this career was laid out. My life was laid out. I could fund the kingdom. I could fund ministry. I could, I could travel and I could have my company truck and all the benefits and my salary. And yet I felt God saying, lay it all down. That was mm. really hard. And wow. um, so I, I resigned. I told my boss, he says, you're an idiot. And uh, I said, yeah, I know I am. Um, but <laughs> I, I sense God's voice. And um, I went home. I remember getting driven home because I had no vehicle. I had to go get a cell phone because I had no cell phone. I, I had the people that all reported to me. I had to turn them over to someone else to report to. It, it was a big position and a big future in front of me. And I remember going to serve a ministry that was doing the largest youth conferences in Canada at the time and called YC. And I met with Mike and I just said, hey, I, I just I feel like God's calling me to just come to, to serve. And what could that look like? And so I interned for a year that led to an eight year um, job and just serving and organizing and building registration systems and 
and leading volunteers. We had about 16,000 um, youth 13 to 18 every year attend this event in Edmonton. And we had other events in other cities and other nations and um, incredible to be a part of that. And during that season, um, I was really challenged on what leadership looks like. How, how do I lead? And I was seeing a lot of different leadership styles and going, how, how do I lead? And so, um, yeah, during that season, I, I really felt God leading me to do and where we found ourselves is at Resurgence and uh, launching this thing called Resurgence. And so um, that, that was a big part of, of the foundations of of starting and learning to lead and le be led by the spirit. Hmm, that's really cool. Do you mind uh, just sharing a little bit more about like that initial, I, I want to hear a bit more about that first time, like when you're in that gym, you're in that, like you're seeing all these kids coming to know Jesus. Like what, what kind of in that season, what were you sensing or, or, or about, um, yeah, like who are some of the people that were allowing you to, to step out in faith in that way? Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's people in my life, my youth pastor, um, yeah. uh, my senior pastor, um, my family, um, people that there were some young adults and in, in young adult ministry that showed up and volunteered and said, hey, if you have a dream to do this, let's do it. You know, my youth pastor got a band together of these guys to do cover songs. And, and it was just, you know, there was people that were saying, hey, if there's something in you, um, how can we help? And, and I remember... Even the night that, you know, 18 people said yes, I couldn't even see. Like, I couldn't see them because the lights were so bright. And, uh, and mm. I remember uh, my, my dear friend Mike Love, who I ended up going to work for with the youth conferences later, he said, hey, there's, there's 18 people that have their hands up. He yelled it out because I couldn't tell how many had their hands up. Wow. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we need people that can see for us, see farther than mm -hmm. us. I, I could see what was in front of me, but sometimes it's the leader, the leaders of a vision, the leaders that are empowering that can go, Hey, I see what's happening and I see the fruit and I call it forth. And that was a lesson for me of, of in my life now, who do I call forth the fruit and go, Hey, what you're doing matters and it's producing great fruit, whether you see it or not. And I think it's the call on each of us as, as leaders, it's first probably to be an encourager. Um, who are the people that I can encourage? You know, who can I speak life and say, hey, there's gold in you. There's a little bit. You might not see it, but I see it and I see what God's doing and I call it forth into its destiny. You're, a, you're an incredible mother. You're an incredible woman of God. You're an incredible man of God. You're, you're, you're making a difference in healthcare, and I call that forth. You're making a difference in business. And listen, you, you're, you're intentionally, that's not natural thinking. That's God thinking at work because sometimes we need people mm -hmm. to see what we're not seeing. So it's cool because in a lot of ways, the people that saw that in you and that called it out, they're, they were following the Holy Spirit in that too. Like they were taking a step of faith on this young Travis guy who's never done this before, you know, putting him up in front of a bunch of high school students, his peers, right? Like, and so their obedience to the Holy Spirit is what enabled and empowered you, which is pretty cool to think about. And I'm telling you, Donovan, it was, it was nerd factor. Like I'm talking tucked in shirt, <laughs> nerdy glasses. Like, nice. like I should not be on the stage, like no hipster pastor here. This was like nerd level 100 and and yet god used nerd level 100 which is incredible i'd love to hear a little bit more about like your current where are you at currently tell us a little bit about your family some of the things you enjoy doing what what do you like to fill your time with yeah so i uh about you know after a season and we could probably do a whole podcast on, on my journey of of singleness to marriage um that was a, a journey that god has had me on where uh early i was like i want to find a wife he who finds a wife finds a good thing and um and yet it took me a long time it took me mm -hmm. years and uh decades and a decade um and uh not decades and and so that journey of, of meeting my wife uh, about over three years ago now and uh, and then dating her, 
um, getting engaged and then during COVID getting married and uh, and that has been incredible. Her name is Jessica. Uh, she is a dentist um, and now she's currently studying to be a pediatric dentist which is uh, really amazing and so to be a part of that journey with her to see the call of God on her in the field of dentistry and helping and, and ministering to kids has been incredible and, and one of the things I've always said is hey sometimes from a stage as we preach and we minister we always we echo people it's like oh you're you know we we, we elevate sometimes improperly um ministers oh they're, they're the ones that god calls but listen god calls every single one of us and mm-hmm. um his anointing um looks like you it, it looks like his anointing on you and so you know sometimes we're like oh god's calling is is the minister it's the higher level it's not and we need people in every sphere. And so it's been so awesome to just see her uh, step into her destiny and continue to dream. And, and we don't know where God's going to uh, take us and, and how that unfolds. And we're just go taking, taking day by day and saying, God, show us. Show us how we reach the nations and, and, and people. And how do we disciple better? And how do we be led by your spirit in a greater way? Yeah, that's so cool. Thanks for for sharing a bit about that. I'm sure those people listening that don't know us well, just it's a really important just to get some context, kind of for who we are and our families. Um, but yeah, I wanted to. You've mentioned this ministry resurgence a lot. I know a lot about it, but for those people who are listening who don't know much about resurgence, why don't you mind sharing the story of it and kind of how you were led by the Holy Spirit through through the journey of resurgence. Yeah, you know, in 2008, I was serving uh, this ministry doing youth conferences. It was incredible. And yet there was something that sometimes, you know, God's put a dream in us and we're like, hey, how do I get there? What is it? What? How do I even figure out what this dream is? But there was this, there was this inkling. Um, there was this sense of there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. And so I began to pray and I wrote a sheet, probably a sheet and a half of paper of, of just this, just this gathering of going, could we gather people and could we invite Holy Spirit and see what would happen in a room? And I was so moved by stories of revival, of renewal, of, of God moving. In Edmonton in 1923, a guy named Charles S. Price had come to Edmonton and they said that people were so hungry for God, they would break the window, put the money for the window just to get a seat. 12,000 people a night were doing this. Yeah, and and so, you know, you hear these stories, I read these stories, and then I started to look at my generation, my young adults around me, and young adults were leaving the church. They weren't encountering Holy Spirit. They were they were encountering religion, they were encountering church, they were encountering some 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 kind of religious thing, but they weren't having this encounter with the Spirit of God that, that so impacted my life and, and could impact their life. And I just said, how do we bring the two together? A young adult mm-hmm. and Holy Spirit and see what would happen. Wow. And so I began to pray. And as I prayed, God gave me this this name. And the name was Resurgence. I had never heard of the name Resurgence. I, um, I started looking up. It means revival, renewal, restoration to use, arising again. And I'm like, God, what, what would be the scripture? And he started to lead us to Ezekiel 37, where he's in the valley of dry bones. And the bones seem dry and cut off. And then... He speaks life over the bones, and at the end of the story, we have a mighty army that's standing with breath in them, the breath of God, the, mm-hmm. the Ruah, the Spirit of God. And I, and I thought, oh, that's what we need. We need to see a generation filled with the breath of God, the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I was so passionate about is um, I don't want to build a ministry I don't want to build something about Travis. I just felt like we have to build a team. And so I found about, I think, 11 to 13 different people that some of them I didn't even know really well. But I just said, I think there's there's something in 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 your heart for this. And so I shared the vision. They said, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And so we gathered together. And one of the first things we ever did was we rented this theater in downtown Edmonton. And we went to this theater and we just said, before we start anything, prayer has to be the foundation. And so we gathered and prayed and we prayed. And uh, the one thing God really spoke to us so clearly was, this is not about a night. This isn't about a gathering. This is about a lifestyle. How do you live a spirit-filled lifestyle every day? 
How, how do you live the movement? It's a movement. And it's funny to say, okay, we, we, we don't have anyone coming. We are putting, I mean, I put my own money, I think seven grand out. Don't know if anyone's going to show up. And yet the first thing we hear God saying, it's a movement. You know, you're like, mm. you know, there's a movement mm. of 12 of us, you know, like, like that's not a movement. And so I knew God must be speaking because that wasn't my own language. That wasn't my own um, reality, looking around an empty theater. And yet we're praying and we're praying for this movement. And little did we know, that was 2008, that um, when we held our first gathering, over 300 people would show up. That, that you know, we would have preaching, we would have worship, uh, we'd have different denominations showing up from across the city. Uh, a lady gets healed of leukemia. Three doctors confirm it. We have other friends of, friends of mine that are professionals that go, hey, we're going to leave our jobs and go on a missions trip. We're going to go here because God spoke to us at Resurgence. And so at the end of that night, we're like, okay, we need to do this. Uh, the three nights, we need to do this again. And so we did that four times. And, and that was kind of the birthplace of Resurgence. Again, we were all running it through a local church. We, we never had a heart to start a ministry. We were just going, how do we just do this dream, this thing that God seems to be leading within us. And um, as, as I share this, I think to a guy named Ken Solbrecken. Ken was a dear friend that, that would text me and encourage me. And I said, Ken, there's something that I feel to do. And he was one of the first people that I shared this whole idea. I, I went, he was speaking at a camp and I said, Ken, I got this idea. What do you think? And he said, you need to do it. What can I do to help you do it? See, I look at leaders like that that go, hey, there's something in you. How do we see it come out? I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know what I was doing. I had a job. I didn't want to leave my job. I wasn't planning to leave my job. This is just a side activity. And yet God was in it. And I just had to be obedient and go, okay, God, what, what do you want to do? Yeah, so it's amazing to hear about the birth of Resurgence and kind of what it was about in the beginning stages. But I'd love to hear kind of since then, how have you sensed God leading the ministry and growing it? And, uh, and what are you excited about right now that's happening with Resurgence? Yeah, I think, you know, when we started again in 2008 and then we start our gatherings and then we went, uh, we went monthly and we started to move from church to church. And what happened is I was praying. I was like, God, give us a building. Like we, we need a building. We're going to have this building and it, we're not a church. We're, we're, we're gathering the church, but we're, we're sending everyone who comes back to their local church to build their local church and to support their local church and, and all these things. And, and, and yet I was praying for this building. God didn't give us a building, but he, he started to give us buildings to use every month. And that opened some incredible doors. It opened doors in so many denominations. And, and we, we got to go even to McKernan Baptist where you were, Donovan, and, and so many other places that we wouldn't have thought of and wouldn't have got exposure. And people started to come that were hungry, that were going, I feel like there's something more, that God has something more for me. I'm a teacher. I'm an engineer. I'm a lawyer. I'm a student. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. And yet we would have these nights where they would encounter Holy Spirit afresh. And there was something really cool that was happening and God started to refine our vision to be let's reach people there's an evangelism call on us to, to go and some doors start opening in northern Canada in the Arctic and so we're going there we're going to Africa and went to Dominican Republic and nations start opening and these cool opportunities and then at the same time it was like there's also this call to revive churches like when a church is in decline and a church is um, dry, could, could we be used in some way to help uh, bring such freshness of, of a life in the spirit? And then, and then it was also this call to release leaders. How, how do we raise up leaders? How do, we, how do we build teams? How do we help people step into a greater level of leadership? And so um, during that time, we hit about 2013. And at 2013, we still were not our own ministry. We were just um, kind of a, a thing that was happening in Edmonton. And in 2013, God really got us on a path to, to incorporate and become a charity um, in 2012, moving into 2013. And in 2013, um, there was this real moment where um, I started to uh, go, hey, what's next for me? 
and I contemplated going back to engineering. I was working with uh, the youth conferences, and I was I, I was loving that, but yet there was this frustration growing in me, and it was for about a year and a half, and I was struggling with, okay, why aren't I happy, God? Are you leading me on? Am I supposed to go be an engineer? Why, why is this... Um, this frustration inside of me and I and I can't resolve it and and so it started to grow and grow and grow and then uh, one day I, I inquired about a job there was a, a job with a nonprofit and I applied and the headhunter called me and so I went on my lunch break and I I did this call from from my vehicle and it was a really cool position um, and, and they started asking and I was so floored that they would even consider me and I was like, this is really cool. I was one of three selected and they asked me all these questions, you know, would you raise money for this ministry? And I said, well, if I believed in it, I would and, and would, would you help lead it? And would you, you know, all these questions and, and at the end of the call, um, I hung up and I said, would I raise money for this ministry? And I, and I said, yeah, I would. And then I said, it would be a good stepping stone. This this job would be a really good stepping stone. And then part of me just kind of thought this question, Holy Spirit, just kind of laid on my heart in that vehicle, said, stepping stone to what? Where 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 do you think you're going? What 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 have I been speaking? And as I began to really unpack that, I felt like he was he was saying, well, I felt like, well, someday I could do resurgence. Someday I could travel full time and I could do what we're doing with resurgence. And I mean, that was a that was a dream we had as a team around the table. Hey, someday maybe we'll we'll work for resurgence. That was never in the plans. We had 20 grand in the bank and we spent 20 grand a year. And like it was never a plan of, oh, let's like someday build this so we can all work at resurgence and it would be this ministry. No, it was never, never the plan. It was kind of a joke we had. And then um, as I began to ponder, I thought if there's one thing I wanted to raise money for, it would be this, this idea called a resurgence because I believe we need a resurgence in Canada, in the nations and in North America and beyond. And we, we need that. And so as I began to just pray, I took it to my newly formed board and some dear friends. And I said, I just got this inkling. And they're like, you need to do it. You need to go full time. You need, you need to, you know, you need to leave your ministry that you're doing and you need to go full time in resurgence. And um, wow. Donovan, it, it was like fear hit me like a ton of bricks. Like yeah. it was, um, you know, there's walking on water. There's, there's stepping out. But, but I mean, this was like how there's no money. Like show me the money, you know. Um, like like it's fine for this wonderful board of people who all have good jobs and good paying jobs to go oh yeah you should go do this it's another thing to actually do it and and i and i love them but i was like mm, are you guys hearing god because you know i hear god too but show me the money you know how how will us in in every service i went into in that season there was that song oceans <laughs> Hmm. where my trust has no borders. And wow. I mean, I was preaching on faith. I was preaching on, you need to step out. You need to go. And, um, hmm. and yet I was scared out of my mind going, God, there is no way. Like I, I like to step out when I can see a way. Um, in this circumstance, I, there was, it was like jumping off a cliff with no parachute and no way how to make a parachute. And, and so I met with some people, I met with some pastors, I said, hey, I got this, you know, I, I might go itinerant, I might go full-time with resurgence, this ministry, and I met with one guy and he goes, I don't know anyone that's doing what you're doing that's your age, mm. they're all old doing it, and they can't fund themselves. I'm like, oh, thanks, so would you be willing to kind of help financially? Yeah, no, probably not at this time. And it was like, okay. Wow. Um, thanks, you know, and I just, I had such fear. I had such, um, insecurity to be honest of going, how is this going to happen? And yet, uh, mm. we met with the board. They prayed over me and said, you need to go full time. This is, this is the Lord. And so I was, I didn't know what to do. And so that was on a Friday on a Monday. Hmm. I actually got laid off, laid off from the ministry I was serving because of finances and because of, of, just a, a downturn in the growth of those conferences. And so I, I was laid off. And um, during the during the meeting I had, it was like, okay, we're, we're letting you go. And I, it was the weirdest thing because I'm like, on Friday, I was being prayed over to go full-time into something. And yet Monday, I, and I said, I can't resign. Like, I can't do this. And all of a sudden, 
God's pushing me. And um, I like to tell you that I had all this faith, and I'm like, this is the Lord, and the Lord thus saith, and I goeth into the ministry. There was none of that. Um, there was a lot more fear, and I took a sabbatical. I took about two months off, and I went to a conference. I got pulled out of a crowd at a conference. Uh, a lady had a word for me and said, there's a word in your heart you've let die, but God's going to bring you into it, and, and it's, it's bigger than you know, and, and it was this incredible word. And, and I'd like to say even at that point, I'm like, that's, that's what I should do. Um, I was still scared. And um, the money didn't come because I was waiting for the resource. I was waiting for it and it wasn't coming. And I, I met with a guy who did itinerant ministry for years. And I said, tell me how, how it works, how, how you finance yourself. And he said this, and I, I'll, I'll never forget it. His name was Ian Green. He said, I used to think that God would provide in the, in the big fish, a big business person, a big person, a big church would come alongside and support me. And he said, so I believed in that, and then it didn't happen, and God would provide little fish, little people that would give $20 and $10, and all of those added up. So then I used to think that God would provide in that way, and all of a sudden, that would dry up, and a, and a big business would give to my ministry. And he said, this has happened for 30 years, and he goes, the reason I believe it's like that is God doesn't want us to trust the hand of man, he wants us to trust the hand of God. And, and I never forgot that. And um, so mm -hmm. I remember just laying on my bed one morning in August 2013. And I said, God, I feel like you're calling me to do this full time. I say yes to mm -hmm. you. And at that mm -hmm. moment, I just said yes. I can't, I can't say that a, the, the big check came in. I can't say how it happened. But we had a budget of 100 grand that year. And at the end of that fiscal year, we didn't bring in 100 grand. We brought in about $140,000 to not just meet our budget, but exceed our budget. Amazing. <laughs> that that Amazing. is an incredible miracle. Because I yeah. can't tell you how that happened. And I had zero booking, zero speaking appointments, zero. It was young adult people that just said, hey, we want to partner with you monthly. And I'm like, we don't even do partnership monthly. We don't even do this. And a guy comes to me, he said, I want to give monthly. I said, yeah, we don't do that. And I felt mm -hmm. like God saying to me, you need to learn how to receive. And I said, well, we, we mm -hmm. can find a way. And that grew our partnership where people give monthly to the ministry to support us. And that was a huge uh, step of faith and turning point for me personally, but also for, for the ministry to go, hey, it's, it's, we have a staff member now and we're actually, we're growing. And so it was an adjustment, but it's like, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a key step in my life of going, okay, there's, there's preaching about faith, but there's actually living faith. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I want to ask you a question about that, Travis, before you continue with the story of resurgence. Um, one of the things I've noticed about your testimony is that there's been a lot of seasons of your life where the line between faith and stupidity or faith, you know what I mean? Like, it's a very thin line. And, as, and there might be some people listening today that feel like the Holy Spirit's leading them to something that might feel really intense or really big or really like out of their comfort zone. Um, so I'm just curious just what you're sensing as far as how, how do you discern when it's the Spirit leading you to take a big step of faith versus just this might not actually be the Holy Spirit leading? Yeah, that's that's such a good good question, Donovan. You know, I, um, I'm i an engineer by background. I'm analytical. I uh, My wife Jess goes, you suffer mm -hmm. sometimes from the paralysis of analysis. And I like to analyze every every way and every method and try to figure it out and, and figure it out up here. And here's what I've learned is that uh, God doesn't fit into my Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, like, can you fit in between A1 and C6? Actually, I'll give you up to D6 if you'd like. Um, God doesn't work that way. And Holy Spirit is bigger than my spreadsheet. And um, if we want to live a life of faith, it has to be bigger than what we can fit in our box. Because if it fits in our box, then then it's he's not really God, is he? If I if I can fit him in my little box, then he didn't really create me because he created me in his image. He created me um and, and he's way bigger than me. And I need to I need to recognize that. I think that's so key when we say yes to him. So many people struggle with salvation because they have to they can't figure it all out. And you know, so many people you can try to argue someone. I've never had success arguing someone into a life with Jesus. It's got to 
to be a heart thing. It's got to be a thing where they put their faith in him and say, God, I don't get it, but I ask you into my heart and this doesn't make sense. Would you come? And I think it's the same. Well, I know it's the same with faith and with a life in the spirit because it, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't fit in our box and to go, okay, um, we, we need the spirit to lead us. Sometimes all the, the numbers don't add up and it's, it's mm. this, this going, okay, God, I have to trust you. I have to put my faith in you. And yet there's this balance of wisdom of, I know like Solomon had incredible wisdom and it's like, God, would you give me the wisdom? Would you, how would I, how would I act in wisdom, be led by your spirit? And I think that's something that, that we'll probably unpack in, in the future podcast because there's, there's so much and we could probably do like five podcasts on that alone. Um, and and I want to learn more on that because you know, mm-hmm. how, how do we how do we be who God's called us to be in our sphere of influence, led by the Spirit, but also not be stupid? Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels stupid. Sometimes it is stupid, what we're doing. Sometimes it feels stupid, and God sometimes uses the stupid. And so um, mm-hmm. trying to balance that all out and figure it out, what he's saying, I think, comes back to where our heart is and where we align our mind and our heart and go on, Holy Spirit... I need you to speak. Oh, thanks for, for giving that answer. Um, and I, yeah, I agree. I'm sure we're going to be unpacking that question with a lot of different people as we go through this podcast. Um, but I'm just curious, Travis, you'd mentioned the North briefly, and uh, I'd just love to hear kind of maybe one or two stories of how you saw God lead you and how you saw him at work as you traveled up North. I just know that it's a it's a place, it's a region that is desperate for the hope of Jesus. And you've had a few opportunities to go minister there through resurgence. And so why don't you just share maybe one or two kind of cool miracle stories from the North uh, just to help build our faith and maybe in some ways help us to know we can step out in certain ways as well. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool to, to go and to serve. Uh, one of the opportunities that came across uh, starting in about 2014 was there was a real suicide crisis in some of the northern communities, the, the First Nations indigenous communities in Canada. And so we had an opportunity to go, got called um, to go. One of the opportunities uh, my friend Stephen Carlton and I went to was Cross Lake, Manitoba. And we went in there. There was a community of about 8,000 people and uh, 5,000 of them were under the age of 25. And about 200 kids there um, in grade 10, uh, all were hearing voices uh, to kill themselves in the middle of the night. And this wasn't a pastor telling us this. This was the RCMP. Uh, The Royal Canadian Mounted Police had bust all of these kids out because they didn't know what to do. And we knew it was a spiritual thing. We knew that um, there is the enemy doesn't want the success of of these young lives. And yet God wants to use a young generation. I believe that revival is going to come into our indigenous communities and in the north. And it's so key to what he wants to do in a nation of Canada and beyond. And and so we, we went there and we went to kind of check out this community and see what we can do. And as we walk this community, I mean, there's, there's like burnt out buses and I'm like, Whoa, that bus is burnt out. And the guy goes zombie apocalypse, you know? And, and, uh, there was just, they were burning grass and there was garbage and it was just despair. And you walk and you saw the eyes of these kids that are just, they, they had no hope. And, um, you know, we one night, we just one afternoon, actually, I just I was so moved and we went to this barbecue in the community and I just I thought, hey, we can try to gather some people tonight, but I want to do something right now to impact a life like I don't want to wait because, you know, these kids need help. And we saw one kid there with his hat and I went up to him. I said, hey, what's your name? He goes, my name's Tyrone. And I said, hey, man, um, I'm from I'm from Edmonton. Hey, how could I pray for you? And he, he took his hat off and in reverence and said, "Actually, I've got a mass in my stomach. Could you could you pray?" And so I prayed. I mean, I prayed for that mass. I prayed for his life. I prayed the whole enchilada of everything I knew. Like I gave him everything I learned um, and just said, "Protect him. Give him dreams." I mean, I mean, I prayed everything I knew, and um, he was like, "Oh, thanks, man." <laughs> like kind of a little bit like, "Wow, I didn't think that would take like ten minutes," you know. Um, and so I said, Hey, tonight we're going to gather at this church. Can you bring some friends? He goes, yeah, there's like 30 of us that hang out. I'll bring them. So 
we we go that night we get there at seven o'clock no one shows up there's there's more with us in the ministry team than with people there to receive and so we're there songs happen i mean it's nine o'clock and no one's coming and finally we text one of the leaders of this kind of group and they're like oh we're at a bridge i'm like well you need to come so all of a sudden at nine o'clock like 36 kids come piling in i said how'd you get here <laughs> two pickup trucks i'm like how does that even work <laughs> anyways um i said so great you're here i'm just gonna share a bit of a message and i was gonna share and they're like the one guy goes oh and they can't stay they're hungry i need to go feed them and I don't know where this came, Donovan. It came out of nowhere, and I just said it. You know, there's things that we just say up. I said, well, it's your lucky day. The ministry that I lead, Resurgence, is buying you pizza. I'm like, what? Nice. We are? You know? And um, they're like, oh, sweet. And they're like, I'm like, I don't even know if we can get pizza. And in that community, they didn't have a pizza place. So we had to call somebody who actually put like Delicio in an oven or McCain or something and was cooking pizzas so they could bring them. And so it was going to be like an hour and 108 bucks or something. I'm like, okay, great. Um, arrange it. It'll come. And so I go up to the front and I'm like, I need to just, I, I need to talk about Jesus. I just felt like, so I talked about a God who sees us. And as I start talking, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, you have people that aren't used to church. They're not church. They're not singing songs. They, we had no words. It's like just watching. It's chaos. Kids are going for smokes. It's everyone's on their phone. Nobody's paying attention. And I just felt the Holy Spirit whisper this to me. Ask me to come into the room. And I'm like, okay. I, I know you're already in the room. But I just felt, ask, ask them if they want to experience me. Hmm. Okay. So in that moment, I just said, if you're in this place and you want to experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is here and wants to. And every kid just kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, put your hands out like this and the Holy Spirit's going to come. Phones went down. Everybody put their hands out. And I just started to pray. And in that moment, there was a tangible presence of God that filled the room. Like it was and, and I just knew, preach, preach. And I just started to share the word of God, how God sees us. Hagar was running and, and God saw her, the God who sees and God sees you. And I, I did a salvation call and I was very clear. It wasn't, it, it was very clear and very, very hard call. And I just said, hey, if you don't know Jesus, would you invite him? And I, and, and I think over 21 kids that night said yes to Jesus wow. for the first time. Which Amazing. was incredible. And if I could take you in the room to see the, the, like you could see the joy come. You could see the hope come. You could see, and, and then we prayed for those kids. And then, I mean, we found a way that night to pray for every kid. Hey, if you need healing, if you don't need healing, if you, if you didn't put your hand up, I mean, we'll pray for you. Like we just, we're doing all this. And in that moment, someone came and said, Travis, the pizza's here. I'm like, oh, great. Everyone starts eating pizza. And then this, this person comes to me and says, you need to come right now to the, to the little foyer. And I'm thinking, I want to eat pizza and I want to celebrate what Jesus done. I'm not going to some foyer. Like, why in the foyer? And in the foyer, there was this kid crumpled up hearing voices. And I went there and, and I said, hey, we went, a few of us went. And he's crumpled in the corner and he's hearing dark voices that telling him to kill himself. Hmm. And I said, hey, man, can you look at me? And he looks at me, and it's my friend Tyrone that I had met earlier that day. And mm. I said, oh, Tyrone. He goes, hey, Travis. I said, we prayed for you. He goes, I know you prayed for me. I went to the nurse's station, and they said they can't feel the mass anymore. It's gone. Wow. And I told Praise them that God. Jesus healed me, and they said that's not possible. But yet <laughs> they couldn't feel the mass. It was totally healed. Amazing. And I'm like, that's incredible, man. I said, so what's going on with you? Like, what's he goes, I'm hearing dark voices. And I said, okay, well, let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come. And so as we prayed, I just, I felt God speak. You know, we can hear God's voice for us, but we can also hear God's voice for others, prophecy or, or word of knowledge. And I felt this word, ask him who his dad is. I actually said, who's your daddy? Um, which is really <laughs> weird to ask a kid in a boot room, who's your daddy? It's like, okay, that's super weird. I felt like that in my mind. And so I said, I just, I need to ask you, who's your dad? And, and he said, I, I don't mention his name. Um, I, he tried to do something terrible to me when I was young and I've never mentioned his name. And I said, Tyrone, I think Jesus wants you to forgive your dad. And he said, I could never do that. 
And I said, well, let's just ask Jesus what he says. Jesus, what do you say? And so he says, Jesus, what do you say? And all of a sudden he goes, Jesus says he loves me. I mean, I'm not feeding this. I'm not. Then the next thing, Jesus says he loves you. Jesus said he's proud of you. Jesus, I mean, it just keeps going. And finally, I said, what does Jesus say? Jesus says that he can help me forgive my dad. Again, I'm not teaching this. I'm not. This is coming out of him. And so then I said, well, let's, do you think you could forgive your dad? He goes, I think so. Here, here's a kid that said, I could never do that. So in that mm-hmm. room, he says his dad's name for the first time in years and starts to just repent and say, God, I, I forgive him for this. I forgive him wow. for that. I forgive him. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit falls upon him. He starts having a vision of Jesus. Stuff starts happening. It was it was an encounter. It was a it was a moment I'll I'll never forget because you mm-hmm. see his eyes from when I met him that day to that night, and there was a complete change, and, and it's it's the spirit that changes us, isn't isn't it? And it's just it's so incredible to see Holy Spirit move and change a life, and just to even to be part of that, and uh, so so incredible. Oh well, thanks so much for sharing that, Travis. That's just amazing. Um, just as we kind of wrap up, uh, getting to know you a little bit, I'm just curious, what are you sensing the Holy Spirit leading you into in this season? And, uh, maybe even a little bit about what you're sensing resurgence moving towards in this season. And then, and then we'll wrap up after that. Yeah. I just think, you know, um, you know, as, as leaders, as, as we launched resurgence years ago, it's been incredible to see the movement grow and the movement spread and, and opportunities to, to speak into churches and to go and do do weekends where we see Holy Spirit move in an incredible way. And this last year, I had an incredible honor and privilege to, to speak to a lot of leaders. And, and what I've discovered and what we see with the st- statistics these days is that the church is in decline. That's, that's, that's obvious. That is happening. There are churches that are closing and plateauing and in decline. Um, that millennials um, are the largest, largest group and they're the largest unchurched um, group in a segment of population, especially in Canada. And there's also this rise of spirituality. There's a hunger for spirituality. And, you know, we can read books on leadership. We can read great things, and, and we need those great structures. We need great uh, methods and methodologies. Um, we can see that, and it, and it helps grow a local church. It helps ministries. It helps grow our lives and, and whatever God's called us to do, those, those principles. But we also need uh, empowerment by the Holy Spirit. And, and that's why, really, we launched this podcast. That's why we're doing this, Donovan. I know that's your heart as well, because... There's something powerful that happens when you have principles and you have those things. I, I like to look at it, Ezekiel 37, the, the bones and the breath. You need bones, you need structure, you need systems, you need process, but you also need the breath. And I think if we look at church history, there's been seasons where it's all about the breath and we miss the structure and, and it doesn't last. Or we have it all about the structure and we quench the room for the breath. We need an army, we need a people, a body, a leader that rises up today that says, I'm about both. I'm filled with the breath of God, but I also have the structure and the things that God has, has made me to be. And, and I think that's going to happen in the church. And so I'm really excited about what God's doing in the church, in the nations of the world, that evangelism, that there is a rise of evangelism, of going, how do we reach the world by 2033? The evangelist in me goes, that there, we have to reach. We have to reach our neighbor. Church isn't just what happens in a building. We are the church. And how do we get outside the building as engineers, as teachers, as lawyers, as dentists, as, as pastors? How do we... How do we infiltrate every area of society and so for resurgence we're going how do we dream bigger how do we cast a vision that's way bigger than just some gatherings that we've been doing but it's 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 national it's global it's it's a movement that that is beyond just a few people it's it's thousands and thousands of leaders saying we're in how do we lead by the Spirit of God? And so th- that's why we've launched this, and, and we invite you. You're maybe listening today, and you're saying, hey, um, I'm a leader. I don't know what that looks like. We invite you to this journey. We're going to journey um, in, in seasons ahead here and just kind of say, 
hey, how can, how can we lead together? How can God lead us? We're going to learn, Donovan and I, we're both, um, we're teachable because I just know I need to learn more about leadership. And so we're inviting friends, we're inviting people that are further ahead, that are that are in different places and journeys and, and different expressions to teach us, to to impart to us and, and mm-hmm. allow the Spirit to speak some things that are going to revolutionize our leadership gifting and our calling and what He's called us to do and the fruit that's going to come from that. That's so good. That's so good. Man, I'm getting stirred just listening to you <laughs> dream about this. Uh, but yeah, one of the things that we're hoping to do each each episode is have our guest pray for the people that are listening. And so, uh, Travis, why don't you just pray for everyone who's listening, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up after that. But uh, just whatever you're feeling from the Holy Spirit, what do you want to release for us? Yeah, I just, I just want to ask you whether you can do it... Um, you know, in, maybe you're at the gym or maybe you're in your car and maybe you can't put your hands out. But if you're in by yourself and you're in a place that you can just put your hands out, I think of that place in Cross Lake where Holy Spirit just came on each of those kids. And I see each leader that's, that's listening and, and watching this today. Would you just put your hands out and just, Holy Spirit, we just invite you. We invite you to help guide us, to guide us as leaders, to guide us as leaders led by you. We commit to being led by you, not by great ideas or great strategies or all these good things. But God, first and foremost, let us be led by your spirit. Thank you that it's you who call us. It's you who, who, who have called us forth. It's you that have put a dream inside of us, that have put a destiny inside of us that only we can fulfill. And so, God, I, I thank you that you're breaking comparison. You're breaking um, all these things that we've done to, to try to get here and get there and self-promote and try to make it happen. God, we just surrender all of it. And we say, Holy Spirit, would you guide us? Would you come? Would you show us the leader we're called to be? Would you cultivate in us the giftings and the talents and the things that you give? And we're just stewards, God, of what you've called us to carry. God, I'm just a steward of this movement called Resurgence. We're, we're just stewards of this. And so, God, we mm-hmm. give it to you and we say, God, use us. Use our lives. Use our lives to, to be leaders that lead empowered by the Spirit. God, I pray for those watching right now that need a touch in their body, need a miracle. I thank you for miracles. I thank you for healing. I thank you for those that maybe maybe are new to the spirit-empowered life, that they're like, I grew up and I wasn't really taught about this. God, I thank you that, that we're going to journey together, that this is a safe place, that God, you're, you're going you're gonna to speak. And even as, as they go to sleep tonight, each person, I pray for a fresh dreams and revelation, and there would be such a knowledge of your presence in an undeniable way. So we thank you, God. We thank you for the leaders that are rising. I speak to the young leader that's watching that goes, I'm not sure. There's a leader that's watching or listening today, and you want to quit. Don't quit. I feel like God's saying, don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. It was hard and it's painful, but don't let the pain take you out of the game. And and, mm-hmm. and I just, I declare that over you. Is There's going to be a shift. There's going to be a turnaround that's going to happen in your leadership in, in what he's called you to do. Don't quit. And so we just, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for those that are watching that are seasoned leaders, that have been leaders for many years. We honor them today. We honor them and we pray fresh health, fresh vision. Mm-hmm. And God, I thank you that you're uh, no respecter of age, that you can use us at any age. And so maybe there's a, someone that's watching and goes, I'm kind of, maybe I'm too old to lead. No, you're not too old. God has a leadership uh, mantle. God has a place for you to lead where he's mm-hmm. called you to lead. And so I speak encouragement over every single one of you listening to the sound of my voice and to this podcast today in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. Oh, I'm really excited about uh, this podcast. I'm excited about what God has done in your life, Travis, and just want to honor your story and the way that you've stepped out in faith and been obedient. It's just amazing. And uh, hopefully everyone who's listening today has been encouraged and inspired and uh, hopefully it's wet their appetites. Uh, I'm looking forward to what uh, <laughs> what we're going to be doing over these next few weeks. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I can't wait, Donovan. This is going to be incredible. And so, if yeah. you know some people that uh, would track with us that need to grow in their leadership gifting, would you invite them? As you're watching, would you um, maybe even in the comments on wherever you've watched this podcast, just say, "I'm here. 
I've watched it. I listened. That would help us tremendously because honestly, we don't know what we're doing. We're just we're just hitting record and we're just seeing what Holy Spirit would do. And so as God has ministered, maybe some of those things I, I prayed for, maybe that was you. Would you comment? Would you let us know? Would you leave it in a review? However you do that, I don't even know. But would you let us know through social media? Uh, you can follow us, liveresurgence.com is our website or on Instagram at liveresurgence. Would love you to track with us um, and just, just connect with us because we would really love to hear from you. Hear some things, questions that maybe you're saying, I need to know this about spirit-empowered leadership. We would love to do some some uh, podcasts about that some um, and, and just talk about it. And so, again, we're so thankful that you listened today and want to bless you. You and uh, see you next time on The Spirit Empowered Leader. Thank you for listening to The Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast. We hope that this podcast has encouraged you as an empowered leader. This podcast is brought to you by Resurgence Initiatives. Our mandate is to revive churches, release leaders, and reach people. We are on a journey, and the dream God has put in our heart involves you. Learn more at liveresurgence.com or on Instagram at liveresurgence.